This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for a new edition of the Cards Cast, a football recruiting edition of the Cards Cast is a Louisville football recruiting for the 2023 class and even 22. Also had some news on that this week as well. Continue to improve the 2023 class picking up commitment from top 247 cornerback Aaron Williams. Another Cali to the Ville commitment for Scott Satterfield and his staff. I'm Cardinal Authority senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And Jody, another huge get for Scott Satterfield and his group. Yeah, it is one of the biggest commitments in the history of global football, if you go yeah. by rankings-wise. Um, I think you had him, I think you said number seven overall for Aaron Williams. You know, the thing of it is, Michael, I think a lot of people, uh, ourselves including, we've seen recruiting year after year after year. And I think a lot of people, when when this whole thing started with, you know, we're going to go to California and, you know, you saw the offers coming out, you saw the attention they were playing. And I was like, uh, okay, is this, is this going to happen could it happen? We've seen it, you know, people talk about it before, you know, but it never seems to happen. And guess what? It's happening. It's four already right now. And I think there'll be more. Yeah. And obviously, you know, knock on wood, obviously it is April. Um, signing day isn't until December. So there's a lot of work uh, to go from now to what you have now and hanging on to them uh, to, through December. Uh, you know, but certainly, uh, you know, like you said, we've been through this a long time. And, yes, Louisville's had some big-time recruits and some classes throughout the years. But at the pace and the, the level that this class is going at, going at at this point, I mean, this this supersedes any class that Louisville's ever experienced. And, again, they've got to get pen to paper and make it uh, become a reality in December. But at this point, the way it ranks, the average prospect rating, whatever you know, metric you want to look at, this 23 class is extremely uh, impressive, and and the way they're being able to pull it out of, of California, obviously quarterback coach Pete Thomas being a, a Southern Cal guy um, is helping. You know, long term relationship there with Steve Clarkson, the father of, of Pierce Clarkson, who runs the quarterback camp. Uh, so a lot of number of factors. You know, NIL is playing a role, obviously. Uh, you know, so a lot of impressive factors coming into play here uh, to get this class uh, to where it is. And you know, like you said, now four out of the state of California all four highly rated guys and, and probably not the end uh, for their efforts in California in the 23 class. And certainly moving forward in, in the 24 and 25 classes, they've already offered a number of kids as well. But speaking of 23, I mean, it's hard not to take notice and it's hard not to get excited for this. I mean, you know, we've seen multiple stories from our national guys at 247 sports, you know, discussing what's going into this, you know, Louisville's effort and getting into currently what is now a number five ranked class in the country. Yeah, and and I think uh, uh, first of all, Pete Thomas, you got to give him sh- huge props, huge props yeah. there. And you you met you said Southern Cal guy. He's not a Southern California like USC guy. He's a guy from Southern from California. From Southern California, yes. From yeah. Southern California. Just so I, I don't think a lot of people really realize that that he is a San guy who, who was from San Diego and was uh, and has got a lot of connections out there. Um, and when you look at the breakdown of the class so far. It's four guys from California, 
three from Georgia, one from Florida, and one from Kentucky. And quite honestly, um, if you told me that a, that they could put together a class with only four states in it, and I knew that they were really, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just out of the blue say California would be one of them. But knowing what they're doing there and how they're targeting California, if you told me just four states, those are the four states I want. Um, and, and, you know, definitely Georgia and Florida, you throw in California and then get a couple of Kentucky kids, uh, you know, some local kids that uh, that, that want to stick around or whatever. I, I just, you know, like I said, I think it's very impressive on what they have done and how they've done it. And the other thing is, too, you know, they've in the 2022 class with the newcomers that will be here in the fall or are already here now and the ones that will arrive in the fall. We knew that the defensive secondary, the secondary was going to be a huge push. But you have to remember also a couple of, or a few of those guys are only going to be around for a year or two at the most. So, so you're talking about the guys that are the, the fix now um, that, that they've brought in for, for, for this fall, you're going to have to replace those guys. And I, so I think the secondary was to me, the most important thing that they, that they had to address moving forward. Uh, and I think, you know, they've done that with four guys who uh, are secondary kind of guys out there. They have a quarterback. They obviously have a defensive end, a defensive lineman, defensive end. And then they, you know, they have three guys that are listed as uh, as athletes for us. One is a wide receiver. Actually, it's five defensive backs um, because because uh, Jeremiah Collins is going to be in the secondary as well. So a defensive, uh, 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 five defensive backs, a defensive lineman, a quarterback, and then you've got a tight end and a wide receiver. And I think right now, those are the ones. The, those are kind of the needs so far, and uh, and we'll see this class grow more. Um, I think it'll be a full, close to a full class, depending on the, the numbers for for right now and, and moving forward. Uh, but it'll be a close. It'll be close to being a full class. Should have mentioned this at the beginning, at the top of the podcast. We're going to break down California a little bit more when we bring on two four seven Sports National Recruiting Analyst Greg Biggins, who's been just killing it uh, for us out in California. Obviously, he has wonderful contacts out there and. And had you know great report as well as a great analysis on the Aaron Williams commitment. Uh, Jody, before we do get to him, you mentioned the 22 class. Louisville obviously you know also picked up uh, a commitment on Thursday. You know just a few hours uh, prior to Aaron Williams' decision, uh, a transfer commitment in Quincy Riley, the, uh, the transfer from Middle Tennessee State. Um, you know one of those secondary guys that, that can come in. You know, and as Scott Satterfield said, they were looking to bring. They were absolutely was his word looking to bring in some secondary guys that can make an impact right away because of their experience. And when you look at the resume of Quincy Riley, I mean, you're talking about an all-conference USA player. Sure, it's not a P5 program, but he's one after you saw the year that he had, uh, received a, uh, an 89 rating from 247 Sports, which is right on the cusp of a four-star in the transfer rating. Uh, so, you know, as you were discussing, I mean, they're doing a good job of filling in those needs that they need, you know, not just moving forward, but also the transfer portal for 22 as well. Yeah. And, and you got to throw Jarvis Brownlee in there earlier Absolutely. this week. So they've yeah. gotten two, uh, you know, 10, 10 transfers uh, in this recruiting cycle and two of them this week, the two guys that they really, really wanted Brownlee from Florida state Riley from middle Tennessee. They're two guys that can come in and immediately help uh, you throw them with Jalen Alexander and Jaden Williams, who are guys who still have yet to arrive on campus uh, and at Nicario Harper, do you think they needed help in the secondary? 
They've got five of the 10 transfers have not arrived on campus yet. And all five of them are secondary guys. So um, they're, they're uh, uh, um, coach crime uh, coach Wesley McGriff's going to get some, uh, his room's going to get a jolt here at the end of May. Uh, and when these guys do arrive on campus, but it'll be nice to have them. And, and, and they're guys uh, that uh, uh, they're, they're guys that were, uh, uh, th that were needed and, and wanted. And I think Michael, um, there are three spots over right now, and I don't know, I don't think that includes Tyler Harrell going into the transfer portal. So um, if you, you know, if, if, if two or three over, so they've got to have some guys, um, they've got to have some attrition uh, on the roster before, before August, and that will happen. It always does happen um, where they've got a couple guys that, uh, that they, uh, that they need to, uh, to, to leave and go elsewhere. And um I don't think they're finished yet. I think defensive tackle uh, is the main thing that if they could get somebody and everybody's talking about wide receiver, I think they're looking, I don't think it's necessarily like they're in desperate mode. Um, you know, I, I've heard Braden Smith will be back. I don't know any details or when or, or whatever. Um, but if Braden Smith is comes back, that really kind of helps secure that, uh, that a little bit. So, but I, I think defensive tackle is the main one now. As you mentioned, 10 in the transfer commitment list for the Cardinals in 22. That actually puts Louisville at number 13 nationally uh, when you look at the team transfer or recruiting rankings. Uh, so Louisville doing, doing a great job. It's number two in the ACC, just barely behind Florida State, which sits at number 10. So Louisville has done a great job in the transfer uh, portal, you know, kind of building up that roster for the 2022 season. Uh, so tip of the hat to Satterfield and his staff is there. But, uh, you know, to, to wrap uh, this portion up before we bring Greg on, again, Louisville now four commitments out of California. The class now uh, nine commitments deep. We've got a, a story on the homepage of Cardinal, uh, at cardinalauthority.com right now kind of going through uh, a quick profile of each of those commitments, a group that now sits at number five nationally, number one in the ACC. Uh, so quite impressive, Jody. Yeah, it, it really does. I think um, I'm impressed by just how they've done it. And I'm impressed by um, looking at the, at the guys that they're still in on Michael, because if they could, yeah. you know, if they, if they can pull out some things in the next month or so here and think the guys that they're in on, I mean, this very well, it, it's early right now. And I know people say, well, it's really early and all these other schools and there's going to get, they're going to be commitments after commitments after commitments from all the, the, the traditional powers that are going to get it. But if Louisville can pull off some things that that we think that they might and uh, and do some some stuff here, um, I, I do think that they can end up being a top between you know anywhere between ten and fifteen when it's all said and done. And if you do that one year as as Louisville, then that leads to the future, and you you try you have you know being able to do it a couple of times down the road. Yep, and you know you got to turn those into wins, and then it just kind of feeds on itself. So. Hopefully that's the knocking out one. Hopefully that's the direction we're starting to see uh, for Louisville football. With that, let's bring on Greg to break down California here on the Cards Cast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
All right, excited to bring on our guest here in this week's Cards Cast, a guy that the UofL recruiting efforts has kept pretty busy for this 23 class, uh, 247 Sports National Recruiting Analyst Greg Biggin stepping into the Cards Cast with us. And Greg, you've had the Cal- you've had California covered for us, so very grateful for your work out there, including excellent interview, excellent analysis on Louisville's latest commit out of, the, out of California, Aaron Williams, who announced for the Cardinals on Thursday. Greg, I mean, th- they've got this, this hashtag, Cali to the Ville going on. Obviously, it all started with, with Pierce Clarkson. But what from your take on the West Coast, what's it what's it like out there with, with seeing this Cali to the Ville happening? You know, honestly, they they kind of said this was going to happen, and I I wasn't fully you know buying it just yet. I was uh, you know I I just know you know Pierce and and Steve that the Clarkson name is pretty powerful. Pierce is a super popular kid. He's well liked. He's very well connected. The, the whole family is obviously for those who don't know. You know, Steve is has kind of started the whole quarterback tutoring industry. I mean, years ago, before I even started in this business 30 years ago. So Steve is, is extremely well connected and Pierce has kind of grown up, you know, into football and played on all the top seven on seven programs in St. John Bosco high school, elite high school out here in Southern California. So uh, once they started kind of saying, Hey, Louisville, they got a really, really good shot. And then obviously they landed Pierce and, and they were both adamant, you know, hey, he's not coming by himself. There's a lot of guys just wait and see. And Steve keeps saying to me, man, you got to come out here. You, you got to actually see with your eyes what they're doing. And I, I think, you know, people don't understand, you know, talking about Louisville and just saying there is so much upside with this program. And he's like, I want people to understand, you know, this is this is an elite level program on the rise. And so I'm just kind of like, OK, well, you know, we'll see. And all of a sudden, you know, just one by one, you know, first it was Jalil, Jamari and Obviously, Aaron Williams for me is a unique talent. That's not to take away from you know from Jamari or Jalil, but Aaron Williams is this is the kind of guy that you know you see Alabama sign. I mean, I think he's that level of a prospect with the length and the toughness and the athleticism and the ball skills. I mean, he is you know elite, elite. So uh, four guys in so far, and man, I think it's pretty special what they're doing right now. Yeah, you Great mentioned guy. Aaron. Go ahead, Jody. Greg, I do have to ask you, and and and, and we're gonna we're gonna hashtag you as the Louisville the, the West Coast Louisville beat writer because uh, there's so much to, <laughs> so many it. things to, to cover out there. But I do have to ask you, you know, you were talking about that. In it, it, is it obviously Pierce is a good player and is a quarterback, but it's more than that. It, guys seem to be attracted to to him because of his personality and want to play with him because of that. Is that is it? Is it personality? Well, I guess what is it with Pierce? Because we see, you know, Kyle Parker in Texas talks about it. Madden Sanker in Georgia has talked about it. There's been kids in Indiana and Ohio that have talked like he's reached out to them. What What is it about him? No, it's what you said. It's his, it's his personality. Um, you know, Pierce is a very, just very outgoing kid, very extroverted. He, he's got a big personality. He's very likable. He's very well connected. And, you know, you always kind of want your quarterback to be basically the, the flagship of your class. You know, you want that guy to be not necessarily your, your headliner, right? You can have guys rated higher, but you want your quarterback to kind of be that lead recruiter. And some quarterbacks just aren't really built for that, right? Some quarterbacks just don't have that dynamic personality. Uh, some quarterbacks just, you know, aren't really well, you know, aren't, it's not as easy for them to kind of talk and, and you know, get on the phone and, and just kind of be that guy. But Pierce is built for that. You know, he, like, again, he's was raised in football. Um, just like his dad, he's got a big personality. He's, 
extremely well connected. I think everyone knows his name and knows who he is and, and knows what he's about. And so, yeah, part of it is, is being the quarterback. Part of it is being a good quarterback. And I think a bigger part of it is just, you know, he's got a kind of a magnetic personality. Kids are kind of drawn to that right now. Greg, you mentioned uh, Jamari Johnson earlier, the kid out of Inglewood. Um, he's listed as an athlete. Louisville's recruiting him as, as a tight end. He's kind of, you know, the most, I guess, you know, the biggest question mark on, on as far as his progress is going, former quarterback. From what you've seen uh, from him, I mean, what, what do you see as his upside as he continues to develop as a tight end? I mean, he's been unbelievable this offseason. You know, I, I've seen him at about three or four different events, and he's been exceptional. And that, that I, the question mark isn't about his talent level. It's just kind of about where, where does he best fit and, and where is his weight going to be at in a couple of years? If there is a concern and, you know, we're just kind of keeping it real. He's about 250 right now wow. and just kind of has a big frame. So you're looking at the kid and you're kind of saying, okay, if he stays at 250, you know, he's good. He's, he's got unbelievable ball skills for a guy that size. And, and probably every tournament you see him at, he's the guy that is, is making more jump ball more contested catches, jumping over guys than anybody else in, in the tournament. So he's got that ability. Uh, the question is, if he's 250 now, is he going to be 275 in a few years? That's kind of that's kind of big, right? That's a little heavy. That's a left tackle, yeah. not a tight end. So, and, and he wants to be a skill guy. He, he's had some schools talk about him playing defensive end. He does play that side of the ball in Inglewood, and he's a natural as an edge rusher, but he loves tight end. Um, you know, like you mentioned, former quarterback, he's kind of taken the tight end really well. He's got tremendously strong hands, just a natural as a pass catcher. So if he's can keep his weight down or shoot, even, even lean out a little bit to even improve, you know, his overall, you know, athleticism, burst, explosiveness, short area, you know, all that good stuff. He's got a chance to be really, really good. I mean, he's got some gifts that you just can't teach. You know, I think that's basketball background in terms of just the strong hands and catching the ball through contact. You know, you kind of just, you know, boxing out and getting getting a rebound in basketball, right? You kind of see the same correlation as a tight end. So if he can keep his weight down or even lean out, I, I definitely think he is a no-brainer, all-conference type player. Um, he's he's very gifted for sure. And, and with Jahil McLean, I mean, he's listed as an athlete. Obviously, I think Louisville wants him as a wide receiver. He can do a number of different things. But um, what, what what do you see with him as far as the, the upside that, that maybe they're getting with a prospect like that? Yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned Jamari being, you know, being the, the one that people are, are, are questioning. I, for me, I, I think it's Jalil, and that's not not to attack him. He's got he's got talent, but I, I want to see it. You know, he's sophomore year, he was playing corner. And, um, you know, I think that shows kind of his versatility. You know, that was the five-game COVID year we had out here in California. It's just five games, but he was playing corner. I think his more natural spot is receiver. He played there as a junior, but uh, was probably like the team's maybe a third or fourth guy. So again, a guy with a lot of talent, you see it on the seven on seventh circuit, but I, I want to see it translate with the pads on. So I think this senior year is, is a big year for him. And, you know, again, the, the, the skill sets there just, again, he's pretty smooth. He's a, uh, you know, a pretty acrobatic guy catches the ball pretty naturally, but, you know, kind of want to see him just physically develop, you know, bigger, stronger, quicker, all that good stuff. You know, like I said, he's, he's got a chance, but this for me, Development is big, and, and this senior year upcoming is going to be a big one for him. Again, we're joined by 247 Sports National recruiting, recruiting analyst Greg Biggins here on the Cards Cast. Um, and, Greg, I want to – University of Louisville quarterback coach Pete Thomas has obviously, you know, been the lead guy on all these guys. He's a, he's a Southern California guy himself. Um, from your perspective, how impactful of a recruiting effort has he made with these guys? 
I mean, I, I don't think you can put it into words. He's been huge. You know, someone else asked me about that. Today. I think it might've been Brian Doan when, you know, he did an article today. Right. And, yeah. and he would say, Hey, what's, what's Louisville doing? What's the connection? I don't get it. You know, cause you look at it at face value, you know, why is Louisville able to get kids from California? I think Pete, you know, a guy that I actually covered when he was in high school, you know, quarterback out of the uh, San Diego area, you know, another guy you mentioned with Pierce, you know, quarterbacks, Pete was a very outgoing guy. And I think he's been, um, instrumental you know for lack of a better word and just getting that initial relationship and then building that relationship and all four of those kids all credited Pete now they all have different position coaches that are also involved but when you talk to each of them and say hey who's kind of been your lead guy you know usually Pete's the first name out of their mouth so he's done a great job really connecting kind of building that relationship I mean they came very close to getting Rayshon Speedy Luke last year and that was Pete Thomas who was the lead guy there and and did a great job recruiting him. So I, I think, you know, you can't say enough good things about the job Pete's done. It, Greg, you mentioned it at the beginning. Like, I think a lot of us question, you know, Cali to the Ville is a long, is a long flight and it's a connecting flight and it's a long way. So a lot of people like were kind of skeptical last spring and summer when Pierce came here and, and, and there was some talk about it, but you get one, you get, you know, they get Pearson, uh, you know, then they, they get another, then they get two. Now they've got, you know, four and, and, and they're, it's probably not finished. And you said it, you know, how Steve Clarkson and Pierce are as far as their recruiting caps on this, this, this isn't the end of this, is it? You know, it's funny. Someone said, Hey, is this going to be another, you know, Calabrasca movement? And if that rings a bell, you know, it was, I don't remember, five, six, seven years ago when there was a, you know, Nebraska made a hard push into Southern California. And it was, it was Keyshawn Johnson's son, Keyshawn Jr., who was kind of like that guy who, you know, was sort of, sort of similar to Pierce. And he was the guy who kind of the ringleader and they signed like four or five guys from Southern California. And by the end of those kids' high school or college career, not one of them was still at Nebraska. So I think the hope is, yeah, you know, it's one thing to get, get these guys committed but, you know, another thing to, to keep them committed and then get them here and then keep them happy, right? Because it is a little bit of a, you know, it, it's different. You know, it's a little, little bit different. But, you know, I think all four guys, and you mentioned not it's not over. You know, there's still, you know, guys in the, in the 2024 class that are going hard after. So if you're going to spend that much time recruiting nationally away from your own backyard, you, you got to be very careful. You don't want to spend, uh, you know, wasting t- your, your assistance time. You don't want to, you know, be out somewhere and kind of just, you know, shoot, we spent all that time out there and it, what did it result? So I think right now it's been, it's been huge to get, you know, Pierce and then in doing so getting the other three guys connected and locked in. So you want to make sure, man, you keep those guys committed, especially with Aaron, you know, I mentioned before, he's still going to get, he's going to get heavily recruited even more now because now schools know who their competition is, right? That's kind of how recruiting works. It's not going to slow down for him. So you mentioned they're not done yet. DeAndre Moore is still going to be a, a major, major target. Raymond Polito, who's offensive lineman, who's now at Bosco. So that definitely helps Louisville right there. Um, having, you know, Jalil and Pierce in his ear every single day. So, um, but, w- you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Right now it's looking very good. But, you know, keep them, connect, keep them committed. Keep grinding on them. And hopefully they get there and, and make a – hopefully they can all be impact players in college too. Uh, one, fo- one follow-up for me and my last thing with, for you, like – you mentioned DeAndre Moore. He's one of the, the, the better receivers in the country, obviously. From what I understand, um, he and Aaron Williams are pretty close. And obviously, he, you know, Pierce is working on him a whole lot. What, what do you think of DeAndre? And, 
And, and, and is he a kid, you know, he was obviously once committed to Oklahoma. Is he a kid that you think would even look at kind of coming off the West coast? Absolutely. And, and you, you mentioned it. he already was committed to Oklahoma, right? So that kind of tells you right there that he's not married to staying close to home. Um, you know, I, I think if there's a school that's the team to beat, um, I, I would, I don't think there's anybody in front of Louisville. I'm not saying they're the leader, but I don't know if there's anybody in front of front of them. I think it's interesting. USC is now kind of starting to get a little bit more involved. I, I got the sense that they, they weren't necessarily slow playing him, but they weren't going after him as aggressively as maybe some other receivers. Now, DeAndre's had an unbelievable offseason. He, he's looked special. You know, he was hurt most of his junior season at Los Alamitos. Didn't have a great year, uh, but now we're seeing it. We're seeing, you know, why he was so highly touted. I mean, he's a high-level athlete with unbelievable burst and route running in hands. And you're, we're seeing it. I mean, he looks like a, you know, five-star, top 30, top 40 player to me right now. And so, uh, but Louisville's already gotten a visit. They'll get an official visit. Last time I spoke to him, he said that was probably the first visit he'll lock up, or excuse me, lock in officially will be to Louisville. So, um, but USC's making a hard push. He's got his, you know, Mikhail Lemon, Malachi Nelson, his low sell teammates committed to USC. Alabama is now involved and, and they're making a push. And that was one of his childhood favorite schools. So, I think those are the three schools, though, that I hear the most buzz with DeAndre. It's, it's Louisville, USC, and Alabama. And, you know, five years ago, who would have thought we'd sit here talking about a Southern California kid and say, okay, Alabama, I get, USC, sure, and Louisville, right? Who would have thought that would be an elite player's top three five years – two years ago, right? So it, it just shows what kind of, you know, what kind of great job the, the staff is doing right now. Last one for you, Greg, and that kind of speaks to the momentum that Louisville has right now. Uh, obviously, it's still very early in the whole recruiting cycle for 23, but Louisville currently climbed up with the Aaron Williams commitment to number five nationally, number one in the ACC. Again, you know, there's going to be a lot of movement as, as schools, you know, land more commitments and stuff. But having a great start like this, what, how big of a, a I guess, a, a plus is it to have that type of momentum this early in your recruiting efforts? No, I mean, the, the word you just used was, was I was I was going to use that word momentum. And it sounds funny to people you know, recruiting there. You know, you think of momentum, you think of like an actual football game or basketball, whatever game where, you know, you kind of see the tide turn. All of a sudden now you're this team's playing downhill. But ironically, and it sounds silly, but recruiting, there is momentum in that as well. And, and once a team gets off to a hot start and you, you kind of just see other players, you know, kind of want, want to gravitate toward that. They kind of want to maybe not be the first or second guy to jump on ship when they start seeing other guys who are, you know, high-level players. And I think that was, that was what was good about Pierce. You know, he was a very recognizable name. He's not, he's not the best quarterback, but he's, he's a really good quarterback. But I think people saw him go there and say, okay, you know what? It is kind of cool. Maybe, maybe I want to go there as well. And so, yeah, I think there is a lot of momentum building. And the more players at, at that level, the more guys that are Aaron Williams-type level players, they, they want to play with other good players, right? They want to go to a school where they can compete for, for championships. I think right now, you know, they're kind of starting to see that. So, um, you know, a great start. And I think it's huge to get off of that great start. And I think now you can kind of build on that. And, and the next step is to go out and, and win some games. If they start off 0-3, and, and I don't even know, I'm just throwing that, throwing that out there. If they start off maybe, you know, 0-3, you're kind of going, okay, now, you know, now do we really want to go there? But if they get off to a 3 three, four, no start. Now you're going, okay, now, now you're really building something. So the next step right now, they're doing a great job connecting relationship wise. Now you got to go win some games. And I think you'll really see a, that, that, that momentum e e even build even more.
Yeah, you got it. You got to do it on the field as well as on the recruiting trail for sure. But uh, Greg, again, two four seven Sports National Recruiting Analyst Greg Biggins, appreciate you stepping into the cards cast with us. Anytime, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, and appreciate all the great work and, and stuff you're providing for Cardinal Authority. So uh, keep it up, and we appreciate it much. Anytime. All right, thanks a lot. Again, much thanks to Greg Biggins, two four seven Sports National Recruiting Analyst, who again has just been doing a killer job keeping California covered. Uh, everything that you want to know from analysis to to interviews of all the guys that uh, Louisville has been targeting and of course the four commitments so again appreciate him and all the work that he's been doing for Cardinal Authority uh, as a 247 Sports National Recruiting Analyst. Uh, as I mentioned earlier currently on the homepage of CardinalAuthority.com there is a breakdown kind of a, a, a long form look at, at the nine Louisville commitments to date um, as well as how where it ranks takes a quick look at the average prospect rating, which it currently sits at 8941, which uh, when you compare against all the Louisville classes that have preceded it over the years, reaching back all the way to the year 2000, just blows it out of the water. Previous highs got to 8653. So we're talking almost, you know, a jump of, of three points all the way up to eight, nine, four, one. So fantastic job. Again, as we've talked about, and, and as Greg was discussing, you got to finish it. You know, you, you got to get the, the pen to paper come December, uh, you know, but certainly a lot of momentum for, for Scott Satterfield and his staff on the recruiting trail as they continue uh, to build uh, what he projected back on signing day is going to be the best class that Louisville's ever seen. Um, it, it, Scott Satterfield's quote uh, on signing day was uh, it's the, the best class Louisville football's ever signed, the 2023 class. We're headed that way. We're going to make it so. So, so far, he's backing up his words. So, again, they've got to finish it, but a fantastic start uh, for certain. Plenty of, obviously, commitment news, recruiting news continuing to happen over the next coming weeks and months. Uh, we will continue to keep it completely covered here at CardinalAuthority.com. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us and following along as the exciting uh, 23 recruiting class uh, continues to move along. For Jody Demling, I am Michael McCammon. This has been the Cardscast. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.